We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. This is Cheryl from Jajawarong Country. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 188 of the Beyond 90 podcast. Eric Subiano here hosting and joined by Magella Card, Del Roots and Emma Burke, who is very kind to log in on her phone while waiting for her flight back to Melbourne. Um, we were all um, caught up in the Olympic spirit because of what's been going on this international weekend, but there's something more important. Uh, firstly, Dale and Emma were lucky enough to go be at the same Taylor Swift concert last night. So we have to start with that before we talk about the actual football, obviously. Dale, your thoughts. Oh, well, Emma should go first. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I I travelled for it clearly. Um, stayed in a hostel that had that was very dusty, very dusty. Had some lovely leftover toenails on the floor for us as well. Uh, the show though, the show was fantastic. Taylor Swift is incredible. Um, the surprise songs that she did for us truly deranged and off the chain and it was very fun seeing in real time all of the like stan taylor like the taylor swift stan accounts losing their mind like i really mm. enjoyed that yes but yeah great show loved it got my little friendship bracelets on um a little girl stopped two of my mates to ask if they could swap friendship bracelets which was very cute yeah good vibes all around yeah Love i it completely agree i have to echo everything um emma said i think not only just the general like the vibe was immaculate it was shades of like shades of the world cup shades of that really strong really positive energy it, everybody's there to have a great time um like but with dare, significantly dare i say it though it was giving cult energy at yeah, many of points. It was a little bit. And you know what? I love it. You yeah, know, it was I, a cult I, that I would be I'll, happy to be a part of. Yeah. I'll be going again at some point. Um, I will be seeing three, Taylor again. Three and a half hour show and she was probably off the stage for maybe ten minutes for the whole thing. Um and the like from a technical perspective, the 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 show itself was phenomenal. Like the lighting, the pyro, the um, the actual stage itself was was incredible. But they they did give you little uh, light up wristbands that uh, played in sync with like lit up in sync with the music, um, and that with you know ninety thousand people there was was pretty special to watch. But yeah, I was very uh, was very lucky to go, very blessed. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that sounds like everyone was losing their mind for justifiable reasons on twitter so yeah that's what we want yes. i was very so, glad yes. i'm very glad i wore earplugs that yes. was my me too <laughs> so madge i kind of stitch you up because you have to follow this but you know <laughs> what i'm i'm happy that people are happy i i've said this to so many people because yeah even just at work people are saying oh yeah i went to taylor swift and like you know either melbourne or sydney and i'm like oh that's nice it's like it's just taylor has just passed me by i've just let her pass me by but i do enjoy seeing other people enjoy um, yeah. enjoying that fun. So, yeah, well done. <laughs> well done, everyone. Yes. yes. Same. I've got the same by all of us. It, it's, um, it's not my thing, but people people are happy. And um, 
and yeah, a lot of people I'm really fond of, given the very large crossover between crossover between Boso and Taylor Swift fandom. So yeah, it's uh more <laughs> of it, and of course, um, uh, plenty of uh, plenty of things for us to be happy about in this window. But before we get onto that, uh, this week's featured Matilda Cap 188, Chloe Legazzo, uh, debut for the national team back in 2013. Shout out to her junior club, very close to where I live, Carlingford Redbacks, also the junior club of one Abby Lemon, uh, 54 caps for eight goals and known for being a very much an energetic midfield who doesn't stop moving pretty much like Taylor Swift during a concert. So I think thoughts, let's start with, I think, Dale, because I close played mostly in the dub for Sydney where we live, but uh, yeah, she's, um, we've had, we've had the privilege to watch her kind of grow as a midfielder over the last, oh, it's a decade now. It's been more than a decade. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the, you, the way you describe her as, as energetic is um, probably her hallmark. She's a player that she, she really went, I mean, you look at her 2019 world cup and, you like she was that real a real engine room um kind of player the i guess kind of the the uh the jisung park of uh the matilda of the matildas just never stopped running um fantastic i mean she scored that goal against uh scored that goal against brazil in montpellier um, that was going to be to, my like just my thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She scored that goal against against Brazil. Um, that really kind of st- like dragged us back into the game. Yeah. Um, and I think like she's, I think she's obviously come back from injury recently, but like she's she's the kind of player that you can just throw. Her, you could put her anywhere in that midfield. You could probably play her out wide, and she'll do a job. Um, she could play anywhere on the park. She's technically sound. She has an incredible work rate, and um. Yeah, for somebody from uh, up your neck of the woods, Eric, she's uh, a talented, lovely human being. <laughs> not to cast dispersions, <laughs> not to cast dispersions on Blacktown or the Hills District, um, but yeah, no, she's she's uh, she's got she's the kind of player who like you kind of wonder, um, I, like we know we, she went to Bristol, uh, I believe, uh, and it just didn't work out. But it was also like that, you know, that club's a bit of a. A bit of a funny one in terms of talent, but yeah, she's um, she's she's all she's always like she's always the first drop. She's the kind of mm-hmm. she's the perfect in basketball terms. She's the perfect sixth man to like bring off the bench and play anywhere. Madge, My... let's talk about that goal against Brazil some more. Well, <laughs> just because yeah, it was that that was a game. It was like oh, two nil down, and then I mean Caitlin Ford, I think um, got one back to. But then when when Chloe sort of leveled it up and it was just like oh, we're back in it we're back in it um it was just pandemonium in the uh, in the stands I remember so yeah and you know the the Mark Bresciano sort of um, stance after it just sort of yeah knowing knowing the moment and um and really reveling in it I think uh, yeah she's got that she's got great attitude on the field as well she's um she's definitely uh, one for the dark arts as well so that's <laughs> yes. always which Agreed. is very frustrating as a Brisbane fan. Was always very frustrating as a Brisbane fan, but um, as as a Matildas fan, um, comes in handy and is quite enjoyable. So, but and then also my my other huge, best um, memory of Chloe is her being um the number one VIP guest at the best party ever during the World Cup. Um, pink lemonade after the Melbourne game against Canada, um, went off. 
if you weren't there, you weren't there. I'm sorry, guys, but you missed out. Chloe was there. That's all that matters. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Emma, I think you, you, I think you've had a chance to watch her up closely a bit more recently. Where yeah, like, oh, yeah, so fast. She's she's in the leadership <laughs> role now at Western United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, watching her at Western United has been just so fun because obviously, like we all know, she's had a lot of injury struggle, and seeing her kind of come back, it's kind of like. Legazo 2.0 and like I know you've said like energetic as the word to describe her but personally I would go with like tenacious mm -hmm. and persistent like she's one of those players who will absolutely dig her heels in and like body on the line running till like the 90 plus eight minutes in my personal opinion the miracle of Montpellier was completely down to her and those attributes. Like she, she got up that morning and said, "We're winning this game," mm. and she took it on her shoulders and she carried. Um, and that's one of the things that I personally love about her, which makes her such a great player to watch, especially at a national team level, because you can tell she really, she really gets it. Like she really gets the whole playing for your country. She really embodies that to me. Obviously, all the Matildas do, but there's something about the way Legazo does it that is just so good. Um, I've loved seeing her um, goal scoring as well this season for Weston. Um, I actually spoke to her a few weeks ago after, I think it was after that really awful victory loss that Weston just kind of went off on and she'd been talking this was before she'd been called up she'd been talking about how she wasn't sure when she'd or if she'd be getting back into the Matildas at any point soon but she was working on seeing really just how far she could go turns out she can go pretty far even after all of that um so I'm really glad that she's back in with the the team with the Matildas I'm really hoping she gets some time out on the park uh, tomorrow night at this time, at the time of recording. Um, yeah, so looking forward to hopefully seeing her in the green and gold very soon. Yeah, and I think if I think of Chloe's goal against Brazil, it was like, I think probably the first time I've ever seen a goal scored by someone's force of will. I think the boot, the boot was just like kind of incidental. She just, she just I willed the ball left into the ground. The yeah, yes. It just, mm -hmm. it just rolled along the ground and it just it went, I'm going in the goal. <laughs> yes, correct. It's, I, I'm going in the goal because Chloe told me to go in the goal. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and if she yeah, tells so, you to do something, you do it. <laughs> yes. And um, also, um, Ed, not the biggest person by any means. Madge mentioned dark arts. Also, like, also like um, someone for the dark alley 11. Like, if, if there needs to be a scrap, like, I, I want to be on the same side as Chloe. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, have to agree. Yeah. She's. I think she's in the top three of current Matildas of pl that I would not want to meet in a you know dark oh, alley. Yeah, that's um... <laughs> definitely right up there. <laughs> not that we'd suggest she'd ever do anything like that. No, yeah. no. But I'm know. sure she's a very kind, kind. She's uh, lovely, human being. <laughs> but she would she's definitely very lovely. Yeah. Mm. If she, like, I feel like she'd only do it if she absolutely had to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Like. But the skill set is there. 
Yeah, oh, it is. It's, it's definitely there. <laughs> now, anyway, uh, def- definitely the- a Blacktown talent, Eric. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, not sure if she's from Blacktown, but yeah, she's definitely from the West. And yes, that's that's um, mm. something most of us have. <laughs> let's let's move on to something a little more, a little bit more wholesome. And uh, yeah, no point hiding this. Anything longer? Um, Uzbekistan nil, Matildas three at, at a very cold stadium in Tashkent. And yeah, one for the dumb cheerleaders out there. Michelle Heyman comes on the bench and Michelle Heyman forces the ball home to really uh, uh, open the floodgates, so to speak. And I think it was like three goals in the final 15 minutes or something. So strong position for the second leg, which is Wednesday night at Marvel Stadium. Emma will be there. But yes, uh, by the way, if you, in case you don't get the dumb cheerleaders reference, um, someone went at Kieran Yak <laughs> basically saying that... Um, uh, this call up is because of because of dumb cheerleaders like Kieran, and Kieran has unleashed all his pettiness and is quote tweeting this this clownish individual at every opportunity. I admire the pettiness. Uh, I'm more of a screenshot person, but Kieran wants people to know, and <laughs> it's, it's so yeah, that's right. That that's why that that's why this podcast is called Dumb Cheerleaders because apparently we're dumb for wanting this to happen. Well, I'm happy to be called dumb. Anyway, on to the game. Um, by the way, shout out to Heather Reed for making the trip to Uzbekistan. But uh, I was about to shout her out for braving the conditions, but she is from Canberra, so it's probably nothing new to her, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, other than I was struck, I saw uh, struck by Ivy Lewick wearing short sleeves for some reason. But um, in terms yeah, of the no actual gloves. football, um, yeah, it it took a while and. Um, the timeline was full of frustration for like 75 minutes, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it was, was a bit just rough. Screaming, shoot. Just shoot. <laughs> Somebody to shoot at the goal. Uh, I think that was my frustration. Uh, like, there were a couple of chances where people were just, I don't know, I don't care about XG. Like, there was like it's like they were just trying to pass <laughs> like the, the perfect XG shot. And it's like, no, you had it there. Just test the keeper. They're going to be nervous. Give it a go. But, you know, we got there in the end, but um, yeah, that first half was certainly interesting. It was in- something. Yeah. Um, Mary Fowler, I think, had one sort of really good shot that just went wide. Yeah. There and, was also you know, one that was saved by the keeper. Yeah. Mary had a yes. shot that she saved that was saved quite well. Honestly, it was like a one-handed stop. So props to Uzbekistan's keeper, honestly. Caitlin Torpy sort of on debut, like, but again, like playing as a forward, so she hasn't sort of, I mean, she, she's very capable of going up and down um, the sidelines of playing either, but um, had a, a, a great opportunity. But again, I did that thing where I think she was trying to pass into Van Egmond and instead of oh, mm-hmm. just, have, just, just have a, just have a shot, Caitlin. Um, but, you know, but it was all about the second half, I think. And, um, so, you know, they, they did really at least come out. I, that was what I thought when they first came out in the second half. And it was like, okay, they're shooting. It's not on target, but they're at least shooting now. So um, I think it, it was only going to be a matter of time until, or a matter of a sub perhaps, um, until the ball was going to go in the back of the net. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> we just kind of just looked a bit, um, a bit impotent um, for most of the first half. We only had, the Matildas only had three, uh, only had four shots. Uh, for that first half, and there were only two on target. So, I mean, as you said, <clears throat> I don't necessarily think it was uh, Torpy's... No, it's fault. I mean, fault is a bit harsh, but um, it wasn't anybody's fault specifically that we, we weren't making any headway. We just... 
trying to, as you say, trying to walk it into the back of the net, which we just we couldn't do. Um, but once uh, once there were a few changes made, the the team really kind of came to life, and um, yeah, there was much uh, much much celebration in the in the second half. Um, as you said, I think it was uh, right after changes made at halftime. Yeah, to Ford on for Torpy, and, and I know that they're trying mm-hmm. to manage four minutes and things like that. But I mean, um, Torpy's played at left fullback for most of this season and putting her yeah. up there and just kind of like having to do a job. But I think the other thing was that like once Ford was on, we had a player who had played up front uh, in mm. this setup previously. And then when Heyman came on, I know that there was only, uh, there was only a few minutes between her coming on. I think it was eight minutes between her coming on and her, her scoring. But yeah, I think Judging on that performance, I know that she's uh, she's match fit. I'd probably be starting her again. I'd probably be starting her in the home leg. Um, we mm. just really lacked. We really lacked a target in the first half. And as much as like we were trying to force it, trying to force the issue, we like we didn't have anybody to play that final ball off, yeah. um, or kind of off the shoulder, or you know, a target player to cut back. Or we just lacked that kind of killer instinct. But yeah, once she got on there. Um, yeah, we looked a heap better. I will, as you said, uh, um, um, shout out to the uh, Uzbek goalkeeper who just got absolutely battered for this whole game. Um, I think she went down for about a total of probably five to seven minutes, just like getting kicked mm. uh, and injured. Um, but yeah, I I think you know three points. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah, I think yeah. with our um, our game plan of like running up the flanks and and throwing and crosses. As soon as Michelle came on, I mean, we've said it about Emily Van Eekman before. She's she's not one for for using her head. She's never mm-hmm. been a great sort of target player in that respect. So yep. I know I know she's gotten a lot of flack, and she and look, she did she did fluff a a, a, a few um, you know really primo chances, but yeah, she has been sort of not that match fit. Maybe doesn't have that touch um, in front of goal. So hopefully she'll bounce back. But yeah, as soon as Michelle came on, it was like. Yeah, there's some there's someone to capitalize on on that mm. strength of um of our of yeah. crossing into yeah. the box. I'm, like it's I'm all just well reading... and good. Uh, sorry, go on now. Uh, it's all I was just gonna say it's all well and good to to do the whole running up the flanks and like crossing the ball in, but until you have a nine that's going to be there every single time, mm. what's the point? Like, why are we yeah. doing this? Um, it's, it's... I thought. It's exactly what I was going to say. I'm just reading Taryn's, uh, Taryn's uh, yeah. match report on the Matildas thing, and it says, uh, with Van Egmont and Fowler both playing as 10s or false 9s, it's like, okay, so then who was up front? We were just playing a six-player <laughs> midfield. What are we all doing here? If I'm the false 9 and you're the false 9, who's flying <laughs> yeah. the plane? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. Um, Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I think um, I think Torpy did really well on debut, especially being put in a position that she really hasn't played in for a hot minute. Um, and I, it was it was frustrating that that opportunity that she, sh- I feel, should have had, um, but she passed off to Van Egmond, who also should have scored that. Um, but I'm happy to chalk that down to, like, you know, it's literally her first game. So, she, was um, get, she was getting in there. She was getting good crosses yeah, in. Yeah, she was. Again, she that, was that, involved. That it was, was no happening. Grab- yeah, um, but yeah, it seems Krosky to be is a not, really is not a part of the game. That part of the game that we miss. We have three, <laughs> four excellent crosses of the ball. Mm-hmm. 
it seems like it's something that's happening though with a lot of teams in like the A-League women's. I feel like it happens a bit, like it's happening a bit in the WSL where teams just don't seem to have strikers anymore. It's like there's a drought yeah. of strikers. Which is a, I think it's a global issue, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very strange. This, this, is um, a, this is definitely not a, a limit. Yeah, it's, it's also not, not us. Yeah, not us, not just women's football. It's yeah. like that's why the strikers get paid the big dollars. Um, yeah. mm. And you also notice, as you say, like you look at teams around the world and you think of, like I think of England and they played, what, a three-five-two at the World Cup. Yeah. Um, mm. And like te- I think teams are trying to overcompensate for the fact that strikers are like hen's teeth at the moment. So yeah. they're trying mm. to pack the forward third as much as possible and kind of pin- pinball it in there. Yeah, like stop that's... becoming midfielders. We need yeah. strikers, <laughs> please. I'm pretty, uh, we're we're going to have like a generational defenders and then run out of midfielders in the future, aren't we? Because we've been uh, harping yeah. on was... that not having yes. defenders. The so defenders, then... yeah. Yep. Yes. And now we're going to have the defenders and then no one to score the goals. Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll we'll be... Yeah. I was going to say Canada, but they've had Christine Sinclair, so it's fine. Yeah. They do have yeah. the all time. Yeah. That's record. why they've done okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, like, we do also have, like, I, I know that she's not in this squad, but, like, M. Gilnick, it would be another mm. perfect player to come on. And, I mean, her and Heyman are both quite uh, quite rangy players. So, um, mm. like, two... I mean, if we were probably four weeks further down the track, I mean, I think Gilnick probably gets a call-up into the squad. Um, and Absolutely. And we don't really have this problem anymore anyway. And we play two mm. just giant tree humans as our centre forwards. Yeah. Although again, oh, yeah. not known for hitting the ball, but yeah. You know. True. But she does score but, the goals. She can yeah. smack and she can do it. Smack it in. And she can do it from out. anywhere. Yeah, just kick the ball hard. She'll, she'll do it from anywhere on that like path. Anywhere. Um. But otherwise, yeah, the second half obviously was like eons different to what was fielded in the first half. Um. It was good to see Tony making changes earlier rather than later. Um, I think Ellie Carpenter was fantastic the whole game. I did actually tweet about that. Like She felt a lot more like her pre-ACL self, dare I say it. Knock on wood, whatever, no jeeks. Um, Yeah, she was just running, 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 cutting back, getting into space. Just everything that we've known her to do, which I feel like she was missing a shade of during the World Cup simply because it was such a tight turnaround for her ACL. So I feel like she's really <clears throat> back in um, on as she was before. So I'm really excited to see how she goes like going forward into the Olympics. God willing, we go through. You know. One of my other favourite <laughs> moments was... um. Claire Hunt having a punt from like 40 meters out. Just so you know what? It was ridiculous, but I loved it. <laughs> After that first half, I was I was all for it. Someone's gotta take a shot. And you know it may as well be I a did get very right. I do love it when the defenders do sometimes seem to crack it. And they're just like, you know what? If no one else is gonna do it, yeah. I will yep. do it myself. Yes. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I, I think Madra mentioned XG earlier. It's for Port Membry. Like like you want to create the good chances, but passes have an XG of zero. Shots have Honestly, an XG of more X- than zero. Exactly. So, XG, yes. XG is not real. XG That's cannot hurt you. It is made up. Take right. the shot. Dear God, you only win. 
based on how many goals you get. XG is not real, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm happy to agree with that. Also, also, I, also, I, I felt I did feel a bit bad for Maka just having to constantly warm up <laughs> over oh. and over and over again. I was I was tweeting like, can someone get her a coat? Like, <laughs> is that allowed? And like, they'll, like, let, they'll, let, like... <laughs> yeah, they'll let them wear hats in the sun. Like, someone get yeah. coats. It's a coat. They look freezing. Look I mean, Ivy, Ivy Lewick was fine to run around in her short sleeves and no gloves because she plays in, like, Scandinavia. Yes. So this is, like, day in, day out for her. <laughs> um, but Mackenzie Arnold is not built for that. Not at all. Yeah, no, so, I, mean, I imagine you work up a massive sweat being West Ham's goalkeeper. So, like... It's yeah, kind of, no, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like playing in the summer. So, if you... <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Oh yeah, so I was. Oh yeah, there, there's so many Kieran Yap tweets in this podcast, but he summed it up so brilliantly. Just because he keeps making this point, football's a funny game. Sometimes the player who scored over a hundred goals scores another one. Sometimes she does. Um, it wasn't all positive. I think yeah, a friend of Beyond Ninety, Molly Appleton, said yeah, it was a bit. Happy for Torpy, basically, but no, not a bit of a stitch up to have her in a position she's not used to playing, which I, in fact, that position I think she hasn't played since NPL with either Sydney Uni or Arpia or both. So, I mean, yeah, she's big difference a little bit between forward adventurous forward. fullback and being a forward. Yeah. Mm, a little um, bit different. Yes. And also um, this disappointment there from... Uh, Megan, yeah, that uh, the first we heard that Sophie Harding was a train-on player, or whatever the correct terminology was, was game day, which was um, interesting given that they specified Daniela Gallich was a train-on, but not Sophie Harding. Mm. So, hmm. Communications. And um, I would like to point out, you'll, you'll, I'll make it obvious later why I'm being this specific, but I feel like that's not the fault of the media team. That's um, I kind of am not getting the correct information, but yes, anyway, of course I'm sticking up for the media. Um, uh, so just, um, before we crack on, just have a, to the rest of the international results, um, any particular vibes for the second leg in Melbourne? I personally am looking forward to, um, cause I'll be at the game on behalf of Impetus 71. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to sitting in the box Yes, where the air conditioner will be on the rest of you guys. Oh, yes. It, Good luck and Godspeed. And uh, that's it, all I well, can say. Well, Emma has the comforting hum of air conditioning because it's going to be pretty awful in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, for the game. Ooh, yeah. That's um something yeah, like thirty-seven uh, degrees. Everyone pray that the public transport does not get out. Uh, I'll because that's be gonna be the other thing. Goal. I can use one of our flags to fan myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that I saw at Taylor Swift that I was so jealous of at both of the shows that I went to, where people just had like those little fans. Oh, the hand little electric ones. No, just like the hand, like the you oh, know, yeah. analog, oh, ones. The analog fans. Analog fans. <laughs> analog, if you will. Hey. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah. So get get on those. Get some green and gold I, ones of those. I'm gonna be interested to see. Uh, what the viewing public experience is like, because I'm pretty mm. sure that the seats are going to be out for this one, so so that they can fit more people in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, that's going to be interesting, yeah, because I'll uh, be like on the the grass then, yeah, so like, yeah. closer. 
yeah, the pitch the pitch um hasn't from my understanding basically hasn't been touched. Mm. Um I think they might have played Big Bash there, but I can't recall also the Big Bash I really don't care about, so um but yeah, I, no, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be roof open, it's gonna be hot. Uh, it's I mean, that's that's a hell of a change for like from, going from Mackenzie Arnold fighting for her life against Frostbite. <sighs> They're going to be confused as yeah. to why we're having water breaks, these poor as Becky women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm going to be super interested to see uh, whether we go kind of hell for leather and try and, you know, run up, a, run up a bit of a cricket score or whether we try and introduce players and see how they fit into a system um, once we get mm. two or three goals ahead, if we do. Um, I'm also yeah, I'm, interested I'm, to see how Uzbekistan, like, comes back at us like are they gonna actually play like a full attacking game as opposed to the whole low block sit and wait to um mm. recycle sort of thing so i think that'll be interesting too yeah yeah uh we'll wait and see i promise i mean now that i actually kind of know what i'm doing with anchor.fm this will be out before the game at least so on the morning of the game so yeah uh we will yeah i mean you never take anything for granted, but I think it's at least relatively comfortable, at least from a footballing perspective, not from a temperature perspective. For the love of God, everyone, please stay hydrated. Yeah. Uh, we'll briefly touch on, ah, yes, um, our old foes, AFC scheduling affecting other countries as well. It's not just us. Um, North Korea nil, Japan nil, played in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Um, okay. You know it's bad when playing the game in Australia would have actually made more sense because it would have been less travel and there'd be no jet lag. But uh, no, I think it's Dale's no direct flights between North Korea and Japan or what concerns about Japanese players getting visas because that's technically My thought, a North Korea home game. Well, they were they they had uh, both both federations had said that they would be happy for the game to be played in China and then yep. the AFC were like, lol, no, let's play it in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, the problem with that yes. is that like yes, uh, there are some Japanese. There are a number of Japanese players who play in Europe, but I think I read somewhere that they had, or like the JFA had already organised transport to get them to China, and then basically had to cancel all of that transport and then put the whole team and all of the support staff on a flight to Jeddah, which God. is just absurd. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, and, and it, I mean, obviously you've got the whole kind of hermit kingdom thing with with North Korea, so them getting into Japan, I don't think would have been a huge issue looking back on it now. Cause I mean, it's not like they have hugely normalized diplomatic relations, but like there's a large North Korean population in Japan. So, um, mm. which stretches back to kind of Japanese colonial days, but we, I mean, I can't see that that would have been a problem with Japan getting into China or North Korea getting into China or anything like that. It's just, yeah, the AFC just being cooked units, um, is, was my understanding. Um, it's, yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's like it's not like they one. didn't have notice. It's like they didn't have yeah. notice mm. to figure it all out. Like they yeah. they knew these games had to be played. Yeah. Mm. Why not sort it out earlier instead yeah. of leaving the players and the staff hanging like this? It's just like it's it's giving like local football tournament that like right at the very last minute the organizers yeah. have been like, oh no, we have to run this tournament. Like yeah. Girl, that's your whole job. 
Yeah, Do it. it reminds me of like when you get to the end of a football season and you don't you have like three matches to play, but you don't have any grounds to play them on, so you have to play on like a Wednesday. Um, but yeah. like the difference between this and that is that they've known about this since like December last year, uh, probably earlier than that. So, um, yeah. Who wants to bet they just had every single resource only caring about the Men's Asian Cup, and yeah. then this yeah. was just so far down the email in someone's inbox. Um. Yeah, it's my guess. It was probably it was probably someone saw a tweet about it and then was like, yeah. oh, "Wait, like, the women oh, yeah. exist." That's happening. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh. I forgot about oh. that. I didn't. I didn't flag it. Oh no. I didn't have that in my little Outlook calendar. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Oh, and also, as as you guys mentioned, not just the not just the uh the Saudi thing, but like. The Matildas game kicking off at two o'clock in the afternoon in Tashkent was super weird. I I would like to think that that was probably because the that like so they could both get on flights, but mm. oh, it's just very strange. I cynically Do thought I... that it may have been Australia, sort of trying to get it for good mm. prime time viewing for us. Mm-hmm. I Which thought it. Point. If anything, my first thought was that maybe the weather was going to be the be too cold. best yeah. at that mm. point. Like not like it won't be definitely freezing. Um, but but then surely, if you're Uzbekistan, props. you're like, we want to play it in a in a conditions that are as cold as possible. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, like, but they're, prop- they're organizing the home 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 leg. Props to the fans though, who absolutely showed up and out, especially considering the time of kickoff. Like that was crazy. You could hear them basically all game. I loved it. Yeah. So um. Yeah, it's uh, fans that like I've I've been to some cold games, but I'm not built like that. So yeah, well done, well done to everyone who showed up for Australia versus Uzbekistan. Um, yeah, we'll talk about whoever wins out of North Korea and Japan in the next podcast. So I think just to keep things moving, and so Emma has time to talk about things before she can get on her flight. I'll brush over. I've got other Olympic stuff in the show notes. Just briefly, uh, Spain are through and. It would also be either Netherlands or Germany. That's Europe. That covers Europe. Africa's ongoing. And yeah, I think just congratulations to New Zealand, I think, because we didn't um, acknowledge that in the previous podcast. I think I forgot to. But uh, there's been some chat about, um, you know, how easy New Zealand's path is. And then, Kieran, once again, it's the Olympics. Imagine the opening ceremony if only the countries with a chance of winning medals were allowed. Yeah. All killer, no filler. That that man's time. It's literally just like the US, China. We might, Russia. they might be able to send hey, oh, like Russia the anymore. No, Australian. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. the Australian swimmers might be able to go. Yes, just, um, yeah, just and, the swimmers. And like that's it. <laughs> what are like, oh, And um, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll give credit to Australian track cyclists, I think. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, the good. the hockey roos, the hockey teams might be able to go too. Yes. Uh, and uh, possibly some obscure shooters. Like I think. We always have a couple of obscure gold medals. Equestrian. Years, but... we yeah, equestrian. Oh, yeah, we're actually good at that. But Can we get the yeah, horses but... into the Olympic ceremonies, please? <laughs> I think yes. that you should have to have the horses out there. Solutions oriented. horses get medals? They cannot go one podcast without being groomed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love you, Dan. Um, yes, so... Just briefly, news. Um, the women's, uh, just going through this, a uh, friend of Beyond 90, Marissa Lodanik, tweeting out that uh, f- among Football Australia, one of Football Australia's reports, the Women's World Cup 
had generated an economic impact of $1.32 billion. That seems like a lot. Well done, us. I, I feel like that was just everyone buying jerseys. Yeah, yeah. That's that, was actually just, that was just the goalkeeper jerseys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, um, let's see. Uh, and me drinking beer. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, a, a, a good... Yeah, the Irish fans, the Irish fans drinking beer. beer. That's got that's got to be most of it. I mean, think about that that first game at uh, at Stadium Australia. Oof. Like they nearly drank the place dry. So yeah, <laughs> they did. They uh, and they ended up coming to our pregame as well because uh, they ran out of beer across the road. So <laughs> you know, sometimes so the way sometimes it should stereotypes be. are true. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, slightly shaky ground we've found ourselves on, but back to the news. Miss uh, football fans drink beer. Marketers, oh. please remember. Yeah, anyway. put, yep. yeah rem- remember us. It on. us. Oh, oh um, some of us drink other types of alcohol as well, but yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us are actually allergic to beer. Please yeah. provide other options. Eric drinks pints of wine, so... Yeah. Margs. <laughs> the, the margaritas <laughs> and cans are very popular Pint. during the world. So. True, true. Mm. Pints of wine provided by the father of a Newcastle Jets player. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Sam Allardyce vibes. <laughs> oh, so also in the news, oh, um, Mackenzie Winder's uh, gone to Seattle Reign. So early, tough one for Jeff Hopkins in Melbourne victory, but she's been great. And I mean, that's that's why a lot of these American players come over here. It's really the shop window for um, their, in their home country. And yeah, longer season means more opportunity for them. So best of luck to Mackenzie. Um Western United have signed Catherine Larson as the replacement for Hillary Beale. And speaking of uh, keepers going to Melbourne, uh, Google alerts King Alex Lucas saying um, Melbourne City are set to sign Barbara, uh, the Brazilian goalkeeper. And for the newer wow. um, women's football, for boo. the newer Australian women's football fans, boo this woman, boo this woman at every opportunity. If you it, uh, find out how to say, only that Adiel, stay on your line in Portuguese. We've got time. If only that rule that like. Done over. So many people in the meantime had been in place four years earlier. Or oh, no, four yeah. more years. Six, six years earlier. Seven, eight, seven. Really, I, I truly still haven't forgiven her for that. Like, really, I mean, genuinely. That, I... that rule stops Sun Wen from winning a World Cup, if you remember. Ah, uh, yes, because of um. Brianna Scurry. Brianna Scurry being seven hundred oh, meters off the line. The yeah, she was like on the six-yard box when the ball was. Touched. That was outrageous. <laughs> a long, long callback. Twenty-five-year-old callback. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yes, that—that's right. Um, yeah, but don't worry. Just um, tweet, tweet one of us, message one of us if you understand. Boo, Barbara. <laughs> like we, we're still upset. But other than that, we hope we hope we hope to be a hospital country. All the best, Barbara. Yes. <laughs> And up a tweet. We're not scarred at all. I was just amused by. Mm-hmm. Up, up, yes. <laughs> uh, so I had a tweet by Filipino superfan Venice, um, tweeting out lineups and clubs for Finland versus the Philippines, and that's how I found out the wonderfully named Isabella Passion was with Western Sydney Wanderers in some capacity, possibly as a train on. And yeah, uh, Isabella Passion, by the way, went to the wonderfully named Lebanon Trail High School, and. Uh, and I like her because she has a name that sounds like it belongs in a telenovela. But you know, that just took my fancy. Um, and also something that I saw in our, in uh, Anchor.fm profile, uh, we've reached 10,000 total plays over the last week Ooh. or so, this podcast. 
thanks to everyone Advice. for your support. And I say it every week, but we really mean it. Uh, that's that's why we keep doing this. So, um, yep, keeping an eye on Emma's boarding time. Uh, so I'm going to put in a new section, at least some of the time, called Recommended Reading. It's kind of for the longer stuff. So we brush over it, but if you're interested in the topic, links are there to more. Um, so the ongoing Jonathan Morgan saga um, Sheffield United, who would have thought there were warnings and they hide him anyway. Boo to you, Sheffield United. Um, a 42-page PDF from Football Australia on Legacy 23. Uh, so uh, basically what we aim to do with our post-Women's World Cup legacy, so it's not just a flash in the pan. I think at least there's an executive summary in that, at least. And then Football Australia talking about the National Talent Development Scheme. That's an article, but a long read. But um, if you want to know how we find these junior tillies, these 14, 15 year olds in the first place. Very interesting. I like the bit about how they're trying to um, get more of a spotlight on uh, those in regional centers. Cause of course, historically this kind of stuff has favored people in major cities for obvious reasons. Um, bringing the spice into the tweets. Uh, so yeah, Megan teeing off on the Wanderers for being months late on confirming that Beth Warden is injured, even though we've all seen her with her arm in a sling at games. And then also um, criticizing them for confirming the signing of Ella Buchanan after Ella Buchanan's yeah. dub debut. Yep. Um, please do better. Please do better. Football department of the Wanderers. Yeah. Give Jess the proper information. Um, uh, tweets, Kieran, Molly, and Simon. Just, um, yeah, basically criticizing Danny Townsend for taking the dub off TV. Um, say, Kieran saying that was a surrender, basically. Yeah, it's... Um, the... I... I think we're comfortable with streaming, but that's certainly not everyone that we're trying to get involved in the dub, particularly I think of people older than me. Yes, Dale, there are people older than me. Don't laugh. But um, yeah, it's the streaming thing is a bit yeah, like we need streaming plus TV. Good. That's what we should be aiming for. Uh, let's keep it light, more lighthearted. Ah, that's Kieran again. Um, Julia, American. Wait, no, wait. Yeah. Canadian Julia yeah. Grosso. See how confusing this is? Canadian Julia Grosso. Apparently her Juventus contract set to expire. And so Kieran just wants Melbourne City to sign her so she can link up with American Julia okay. Grosso. Love. Yeah. Like, this is very parent <laughs> trap. That's what we need to be happening. <laughs> yeah. just, have, just have different people come. But it's not like they're going to check their, like, you know, it's not like for, like, park football where you get your ID checked when you go on the pitch. Yes. Like, they're not going to... They don't know. I want yeah, the Julia Grosso... I want the Sam Kerrs. I want all of the. Oh yeah, Samantha up. Maker and Samantha America. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. play on the one team together. And, and yep. With apologies to the teams kid. opposite each other. Yeah. yeah. Although, if they're teammates, apologies to the kid managers. We want this. You've got to figure out something yeah. differentiating. Yeah. Surely, surely they go by like they put first initial of first name and then first initial of like middle name. Really? But that yeah. doesn't work for the two Sam Curse because it's Mary no, and Mary I just, two second names. I just realized that. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess they just are never allowed to play together. Yeah, no. like I just, I yeah, just I don't mean, think they're going to be able to do it. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like, I don't know, it, it, the good place has been gone for a while, but it was like real Sam Kerr and fake Sam Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> you can like only Sam- have one Sam Kerr, one Sam M Kerr on your team at any given Sam time. Signed by, uh, by Bayern Munich and then being like, are you sure you got the right person? <laughs> <laughs> I did I did I don't why does she sound with a, why does she speak with a Scottish accent? What's happened here? Anyway. And <laughs> it's been in London for a long time. 
<laughs> one last spicy treat the gift that keeps on giving once again back to the ease of new zealand's path comparing to other european nations and then this i love this tweet maybe if england wanted to go to the olympics they should have qualified yeah they should have but they did not mm-hmm. um and if you're an england fan and offended by this you don't have to listen to the beyond 90 podcast there's plenty of english Worse a podcast out for you. I highly recommend oh. Counterpressed. And I Again. still, I, I still love yes. slash hate how um it they still just completely ignore Scotland and Wales. Oh, oh yes. right. Yes. Yeah. And Northern Ireland. Ah, let's see. So, um, being wary of Emma's boarding time. Um, got any vibes <laughs> on, on Concacaf Gold on Cup? It's it's, I'm not on the plane yeah. yet. Yeah. No, no. But, I think they're oh. about to, they're potentially about to, oh no, the plane, oh no, the plane is here. Oh, I think they're good. about to, potentially that. about to start boarding. Okay. So with know. that in mind, yeah. I'm not so with that in mind, line up. It, with that in mind, any vibes on the greatest CONCACAF gold cup result of all time? USA nil, Mexico two? <sighs> oh, to watch the mighty fall. Yes. Mm. Glorious uh, is really all I can say. I have been waiting. Like no offense to no U.S. Americans, but I have been waiting and praying on their downfall. Um, I could feel it sort of coming um, when they had their send-off game for Abby Wambach, and they were so obsessed with getting Abby Wambach a final goal that they ended up losing like two 0 to China. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we beat them, I was like, "Oh, we're like it's it's coming, like we're ooh, we're coming." And now, Mexico, a country after my own heart. Thank you so much for your service to the rest of the globe. I like we're I I was talking about it earlier to my friends here who have just been having to deal with my football talk the whole time. Um, that is genuinely very nice to actually see the progress of women's football and how the rest of the world is Mm -hmm. absolutely catching up Mm -hmm. and honestly capable of surpassing the u.s no offense again to no u.s americans but i have had enough of the u.s Mm -hmm. no more we got four stars on our shirt i don't want to hear that shit ever again and i definitely don't want to hear we got five so yeah um they Good properly stuff. honked today. They were really, really bad. As I was saying before we started recording, they had one shot on target in the 18 yards <laughs> for the whole match. Um, <laughs> both of the goals that they conceded were... It was extra time, wasn't it? Or in uh, added yeah, on time, injury, wasn't it? Injury time yeah, in the second half. That's yeah. somewhere <laughs> in our partners, by the way. What a goal. Oh. Yeah, fantastic. Uh... Uh, performance by Mexico, they should be properly uh, pleased with themselves. Yeah. First time that America has lost, uh, first time the US has lost a CONCACAF game in the US since 2000. Uh, oh, and it was the first time, that they'd con- first time they'd conceded in the CONCACAF championship since 2010, which was again, also against Mexico. Jeez. So, um, yeah. Uh, Good for them. Emma Hayes is going to have Good some work Mexico. to do. Put it that way. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know they, what? Maybe they were very good. maybe we won't be terrorized by Emma Hayes' international ball. Like maybe I will just remain traumatized by my experience of her with mm. Chelsea. 
Maybe I won't have to fear the US anymore. One can I dream. Think, Fingers I think crossed. Lockie, Lockie France, friend of the show, was saying that if the Netherlands beat Germany, then if, uh, I think it's the t- whoever's coming, f- whoever's fifth in the rankings at the moment, I think it was the Netherlands, if they win their game, then the US will drop down to fifth in the world rankings, which oh. is... Uh, pretty tasty, especially considering the um, the way that the Olympic groups are organised. So yeah. mean the US would drop down to pot uh, pot B. So oh, that would be stunning. Mm. Netherlands, I hope you have a plan for us. <laughs> yeah, but yes, those are my takes. Yes, mm. and uh, I, I I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, that more than a little bit of Schadenfreude because um, that's that's really one of our strong points on this podcast. Uh, just uh, also this bit out of order, but given how close you are to boarding, Emma, we'll skip ahead <laughs> to you for uh, your selection for Queen of the Week. Yes, so my Queen of the Week is obviously Michelle Heyman because I too am a dumb cheerleader. Yes, um, it was so vindicating to see her come on and immediately make an impact and then score. Um, Seeing her, like her little celebration when the referee called that it was a goal, lovely, gorgeous, stunning, incredible. I'd love to see it again and again and again, and I hope we will. Um, But yeah, Queen, Icon, legend of the game. So happy for her and to, to get to see that, honestly. So that's my pick. And at this point, I think I will have to dip because they're probably going to open the gate soon. And I also need to fill my water bottle before I get on this plane. Very smart. As I said before, stay hydrated. Thanks so much, Emma. I absolutely will. See See you guys. Yeah. Great. Now I've done this out of order. So where was, where actually was I? Ah, yes. So, um, I thought this, we thought this would happen. So I'm branching out our schoolboy errors segment to talk about uh, kind of logistical things. Basically, um, the iconic purple Matilda's uh, goalkeeper jersey was put on sale today, um, as of the time of recording, and it was gone pretty much immediately. And um, yes, uh, I got Megan's blessing to basically put in these tweets of her teeing off on it. I think pretty bad that the pre-scheduled email from football australia online store advising that they're available was sent at 12 or 6 p.m when they'd already sold out at least for the first time i'm having trouble keeping up with this but it's opened up again but uh they'll be available at marvel stadium there's also a limited restock online this friday but um i feel like there's some stores as well yes yes but there were um, yeah mm-hmm. But um, yeah, once again, back to the point we're sick of. Like, uh, why do you why do they keep underestimating the demand for this? Like, this is did, do like, they not like, like money? It's like they built half of it, and we've all still come, but there's only half of yep. a field of dreams there to enjoy. Yeah, I think, and as well, I mean, if it were me. Uh, and I put myself in this situation, I would just order, organize a pre-order um, mm. like a Kickstarter. Mm. So that way, you know, because like the thing is like the, 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 the demographic of the football community is so uh, 
switched on when it comes to these kind of things. Like, if you give people a heads up that these are going to be... Like, it, even if they... Like, because this is the... The jersey is like a team wear jersey. It's not a it's not a custom jersey. This is a, this is a uniform that's uh, just basically a pick and stick for, for goalkeepers. But, like, if you were to say, oh, we... We've got a pre pre order of a thousand. You can make that thousand, and then say, "I oh, will make an extra 500. It's like they'll sell. Um, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. But um, I'm really glad that they're being sold. Um, I would love to get myself a black one because um, that was obviously the color that Maca wore in that France game. But yeah, um, mm. if you got one, I'm very jealous. Yeah. So yeah, like we we'll keep. We all keep talking about this. Like we we are trying to um, give people money. I mean, it's mm. it, it, it in this instance we feel we have too much money. We would like to have less of it, but we can't. We can't. We can't give you our money if things like this keep selling out. Yep. Um, yes. We're doing our best. Yes. So uh, now on to oh yeah the sensible tweet segment ah there's Kieran again that's like his seventh tweet or whatever it is but um I think back to I think what we care about um women being employed in women's football journalism so um all these uh post women's World Cup economic reports coming out seven sorry Kieran says seventy percent of Australia watched the tournament ideally this should eventually result in more women's football specialist journalists and analysts being employed um. So he's saying there's those who cover both excellently, both being men's and women's, but far more people employed to only or mainly cover the men's game and jump into Woso on big occasions. I have very strong feelings about that. But anyway, and he said, I th- I think there's one to three Woso exclusive full-time writers in Australia who don't have other roles. I'd love to see more. Who's, I'm surprised he got the three. I've got Sam Lewis and that's it. Unless I've had a mental blow. Isabel Coots, perhaps? Oh yeah. 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 Coots, that's true. And, Marissa as well, although she does AFL. Oh, Mar- I, who don't have other role. I think the who don't have yeah, a, other true. roles rules at Marissa. She does. I think if you follow her on social media, she was she does often post about having to crash course, having crash courses in other sports, particularly when she yeah. started. But yeah, yeah. It's, I um... mean, she's the she's the deputy editor of ES, <clears throat> ESPN. So, and uh, according to her, they are the worldwide leader in sports. Um, and if they would like to give us some money, we are more than we're, we're happy to take it. Oh, um, yeah, that's like. Wow, we could be be part of their Woso podcast table. We could be mates with the far post. A stable. So they're, they're, they're the they're the they're the serious podcast, and then we're we're just like hating on England and the USA. We're very give we're us very money. silly. Um, yeah. I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> like I can't think of many football writers in Australia that only cover football. So that that's, actually, that's another point. I think that News Corp have one, and. Nine have one who covered football, but they both co- I think well Vince Rigari covers the AFL. That's who does. I think Marco Monteverde doesn't cover AFL, but I could be wrong. I don't really read the uh, news so, court papers. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if he does league as well or other things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's um it's a tough it's a tough space to be in, but yeah. Um but the only person that I can think of is probably yeah, probably Sam and Easy coots. Yeah. That's about it. Yep. Oh, there you go. Um, so that be the change you want to see in the world. Yep. Etc. Yep. Given the, uh, given the growth, obviously that we keep speaking about in the sport, love we'd love to see that be reflected in more um, Woso exclusive writers, or even really just football exclusive 
football specialist mm. writers in general, which has been a historical problem in uh, this country's media. Uh, we've, uh, we've got a bunch of international results. I think I actually will um, update that before this pod article gets published for once. Uh, but mainly, yep, yeah, just video of... I'll try and get video of both uh, Mexico's goals against the USA because they are worth seeing. you. And um, also, definitely this face-painted Mexican fan. That's already in the notes. It is incredible. Yeah, very cool. Including the emblem of the uh, on the Mexican flag, which is what, the the bird that's just picked up a snake or whatever it is? Like, but Yeah, it's a bird it, holding a sta- snake on a cactus surrounded by olive reeds. Um, that is amazing. And, that face-painting uh, person out the front of the stadium, <laughs> that must have taken hours. Congratulations <laughs> on your work. Yes. <laughs> I hope you, hope you yeah, be thankful we don't have that on our flag. Otherwise, I think the kids will be out there for, for getting, getting. Yeah, that's right. Um, the pain so, will be taking that long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's hard enough for me to remember which way around the Union Jack goes sometimes. But yeah. mm. um, and also just a brief mention of state football. I don't have managed watched anything, but um, I've got results in there and uh, for NPL Queensland, that's the only NPL women's comp going at the moment. Also, I did note, 10 out of 14 games this season have been won by the away team. Also, yeah, it's been, like, and I, I guess the interesting thing, I, I didn't get out to see any of these games, but um, it Lions are sitting, I think, sixth on the ladder, and Brisbane City yes. have come in um, straight from FQPL dominance into um, winning their first three games of NPL. So they do have you know, quite a stacked team there. Um, and it was actually, uh, it, they had an 8-1 win against Sunshine Coast and Tully Heatley grabbed a couple of goals oh. um, in that hmm. as well. I so assume... she's playing for Brisbane City. Um, but yeah, Winnie's they've got Prima, they've got, sorry? Winnie's younger yes, sister? Yes, Winnie's younger sister. We've got to keep the um, the Heatley content going on this pod. Oh, yeah, that yet. Um, and oh, yeah, but hopefully Winnie is back from injury soon. Hopefully the incredibly long Danish mid-season break has given her enough time. Um, did you say Talitha Kramer is playing for Brisbane City? She is. Yes. Um, uh, who else is in there? Um, Georgia Beaumont, I think. Yeah, so they, they've got yeah quite a few people um, they've picked up. So, yeah, it, it could be an interesting season. Um, yeah, I'm not sure um, if any dub players may end up floating back into NPL uh, clubs. Yeah. It's a thing. I think seasons, depending, um, I guess, that will depend on contracts, I guess, and renewals, and it's something Dale and I will find out on New South Wales, yeah, because um, it's getting less and less likely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So players like I know Kirsty Fenton didn't play last NPL New South Wales season. This twenty-two game season means, uh, a lot of them just might not. Courtney Vine famously didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's correct. So, uh, and even, and do you think it's the, I mean, not that I'm going to give away sources, although I don't have many sources, so this one's easy to guess, but even the, kind of say, the not regular starters, some of them might not play. Like, it's mm. just, yeah, they're just going to try and uh, f- uh, focus on preparing for the next season in other ways. Also, um, but I don't, I mean, we can't really discuss this without knowing the situation, but I just embedded a rather concerning post about how, um, uh, Queensland having trouble finding refs for NPL women's, or oh, no, sorry, assistant referees, and that was something that was posted on the day of the game. So the Queensland Football Culture Facebook page shared that it's um yeah it's a long-standing problem, lots of issue, 
Uh, lots of factors, but I just want to say, be nice to the officials, please. Yep. So yep. we can keep the officials and not have this 40% dropout rate or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, that's it. Uh, it's now time for the three of us to do our Queens, Kings, and Vempers of the Week. So I think, uh, yeah, Dale, you can go first. Uh, my non-binary emperor of the week is the nation of Mexico. Yes. Uh, the whole country. Uh, congratulations. Um, you couldn't pull it off in a number of armed conflicts, but you finally beat the Yanks. Um, and for that, you should be proud. They played fantastically well today. Played to a plan. Um, and they took advantage of uh the U.S. Um, being a potentially the lowest ebb in football history in terms of women's football. Mm. Um, you are my Queens of the Week. Yeah. All of you. All 138 million people. That's uh, a new record for Beyond 90 uh, in terms of yeah. Queens. Yeah. And I will start by naming them individually, <laughs> per <laughs> Eric's usual notes. <laughs> a. A. Aronson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, by the way, I, it, uh, there you go. That's perfect segue to me and my multiple Queens. I couldn't choose between them. Um, so firstly, um, big time for Sophie Harding, but uh, I saw during the week that, um, that 10 hour shift during which she got the call up, it was, a uh, she was, uh, she's a support worker for cerebral palsy Alliance. So love that, that she's, um, uh, not just, um, doing great things on the field, but off the field as well. It's really, um, yeah, really, really great, wholesome work that Sophie's doing. Uh, we did speculate she was in the kind of the healthcare kind of sector, and yeah, she was. And yeah, keep up the great work, Sophie. Um, also, something I missed last week, I've embedded video somewhere in these gargantuan pod notes. Um, Queens of the Week, my Queens of the Week are the Sunderland women's team who scored in the 95th and 97th minute against Lewis, turning a 3-2 deficit into a 4-3 victory. They, they posted video, and yeah, it's, uh, it's like a minute 50, so worth watching because it is absolute yeah. unadulterated chaos the kind of stuff i love the most and then the game was mad mad oh yes and um that uh yeah and also as mad as the championship um promotion race which is i think phil's think five teams fighting for one spot and also a third one um shout out to beyond 90 alumnus liana baratti and all the legends working on matilda's digital content for football australia led of course by the fairy godmother of australian football and odong but um Hopefully, uh, apologies if I forget people. Julia Woods, um, oh, Nairi Delanchian. Is Marina Galanopoulos still there? Well, she's done stuff, so she can get a shout out. But yeah, they um, won, an award, uh, won an award at the Australian Sports Commission Media Awards just for uh, best coverage of sport by a club or organization. Really well deserved. And uh, now that's enough of me talking. Madge, who have you selected this week? Uh, I'm going for. Another Matilda's uh, debutante, um, Caitlin Torpy, for <clears throat> making her appearance in the game um, last week. Just you know, great to see that we can have one more episode with another Matilda um, <laughs> later later this year. But yes. yeah, fabulous to see. Um, also, just great to see sort of a player in that age range sort of get yes. get their first yeah. game. So it's 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 that's twenty three is probably a norm a fairly normal when it comes to world football time to get but not not for us uh, it's not <laughs> yeah it it hasn't been so it's yeah. um I think it it bodes well that we've got you know players 
in that sort of prime or coming into sort of prime career uh, are being recognised and you don't need to be recognised necessarily as the um, the absolute superstar of yeah. the future when you're 15, 16 to, um, to, to break into squads these days. It's, it's great that yeah. the, um, the net is being cast um, wider and there's more attention across all level of football to, yeah, to, so that we can make sure that we're, you know, promoting and getting the, the best the best that we can for our national team. But yes, congratulations to Caitlin. Yep. And uh, yeah, we love the Daniela Galiches breaking in as teenagers, but we also love players aged like Caitlin Torby and Sophie Harding. They're about the same age doing mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And ah, uh, yeah. Um, wow. In um, later this year, we'll talk about another Queenslander who moved to, to Victoria to play for play in the dub. <laughs> <laughs> Australian uh, football heritage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's oh that's enough. It's very late, so I think time for us to time. end this. Sorry, I have to go to bed. Yes, let's let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, I need to go. catch, catch yeah. a flight in the morning. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> we can't keep you anymore. It's because this is a match flight, so it's before. This the is sun a match rises. flight, so it is the first flight. <laughs> yes. So, yep. On behalf of the soon-to-be-asleep Magella Card and Dale Roots, this is Eric Subihano signing off for episode 188 of Beyond 90 Podcast. Take care, stay hydrated, have plenty of good vibes, great coffee, sick tattoos and razzlers, and may you find plenty of things to be a dumb cheerleader about. See you next time.